What is up, Altered Nation? This is Daniel, joined by my co-host, Matt Brown, today, and we are tackling, I don't want to say, I think tackling is kind of an aggressive word, but we are talking about the topic of salvation. Um, We are, just a little disclaimer before we go any further, you know, Matt and I, you're not always going to see us agree on every single biblical um idea or all of our doctrine might not always be the same when it comes to um how 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 we see christianity and and things like that so i'm saying that ahead of time because we salvation can be pretty i don't want to say that it's um it, it can be universal but there can be some some ideas within that uh, where we can differ. Uh, just know that before we go into this topic, that I love Matt and he loves me. As far as I know, he loves me. We're, we're going to leave this conversation, um, you know, st- still friends. Uh, there's going to be no hostility or anything like that. And then, Matt, obviously, I want to check in on you and see how we're doing today. I am doing well. Let, let me let me add on to that, too, because um, I know that we, people probably are hearing that and they're like, oh my gosh. Some one of these guys are about to say something extremely heretical, like they're about to completely abandon Christianity and how they approach. Like, because I know that's how I usually take it. Whenever someone says they're about to potentially talk about something that they disagree on, they want to be like, mm-hmm. "I'm about to hear something extremely horrible." Like this, and we we kind of talked about a little bit of this beforehand, just to kind of make sure that we knew how we wanted to approach this. But most of what the differences are that you might hear are going to be in how we approach this topic, not necessarily disagreeing on the, uh, the parts of this doctrine. Like, I think we're going to agree on very, like a good amount of things. Um, but I also want to say too, like the reason why we're recording this conversation like this is we said this back at the very first episode, this is just to begin the discussion, to start the conversation and, ultimately we want you to take these ideas and and bring them with you in your quiet time and how you approach the bible and all that good stuff it's not something that we're saying hey this is the closed case like this is it um although there are parts of that there are elements of that in this discussion today obviously when we talk about salvation if we say that jesus isn't the way to salvation then there's kind of a problem but like you know I'll, turn I'll, it off <laughs> exactly turn it off but if uh the nuances and stuff within that conversation. Um, we're, we're just having a fruitful discussion. Like Daniel said, we're not going to hate each other at the end of this discussion. We're friends. Um, but anyways, I think that's enough. Uh, I think we've been buttering the turkey up, and we're ready to throw it in the oven and, and dive in. So, Daniel, I'll, I'll let you kind of start us out, and we can uh, you know, go from there. I am excited to talk about this, even when we were kind of pre-screening some of our thoughts and ideas about it. Um, I, I think we'll have very fruitful conversations. So uh, we will just jump right into it. And Matt, if I am going to ask you a very, very broad uh, question. Here we go. It's not, rhetoric, it's not rhetorical. <laughs> but to you, what is salvation? Well, brother. Da, da, da. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so for me, um, man, that is a broad question. Uh, salvation, I heard it described this way recently, and for me, these like they're, they're two correlating ideas. These aren't opposing ideas, but I heard these, and it's like, this is how I want to explain salvation for the rest of my life because of how beautiful it was. Um, it describes, so 
I don't remember the Hebrew words that they said. Um, I, I don't, to be honest, like I, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to look those up. It would take me forever to find it. But essentially these ideas were, the first one was like, you're in a cage and like, you don't even realize it, but like you have all these boundaries around you and, and you're like, okay, I can only go this far. I can only see this far. And you're kind of just like locked within this, this box and suddenly you find the way out, like the door is open and you find the way out. And suddenly you can like, you see the expanse before you, there's an infinite amount of space to explore. Like you're, you're saved from your, um, your boundaries is how they described it. Um, the other idea that went along with that is it's like, you're a wanderer who you find yourself, um, within, you know, let's say the desert and you're just you don't really know where you're going. You don't even know where you need to go. You're just there and you're alone. And then somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, like we're having dinner tonight. Do you want to come and join us? And then essentially you go to that family's house, have dinner, and then find out by the end of the conversation that you've actually been adopted into the family and you never have to wander again. Um, and so that's how it was described. Uh, now, obviously like that's very broad and very general. Um, in terms of how that's explored, but I, I kind of like approaching it that way. So when it comes to, you know, the biblical way of looking at it, I never like to start in Genesis three. I know that a lot of, uh, Western Christianity, especially if you come from a more reformed tradition, uh, we like to start with the problem and say, you know, here's, here's all the sin. All of us were born, uh, sinners and we were born, uh, you know, you know, the term sinners in the hands of an angry God, um, but I like to start the story in Genesis one, like we were born, uh, image bearers. We were created in the image of God. We were created and he saw us as good and nothing can change the fact that human beings in terms of how we were created, we were created to be good. We were created as the image of God, but through our story, we found ourselves doing the exact same thing we saw in Genesis three. We choose to trust in our own self instead of trusting in God, and we find ourselves uh, ultimately down a path of just consistently choosing the other thing. We're choosing, like you mentioned this, and I believe it was our last discussion, which, or no, not our last discussion. It was quite a bit ago that you talked about this, um, about choosing the lesser thing over the greater thing. We find ourselves consistently choosing the lesser thing. But then we find Jesus. So, like, again, we're, we're wanderers, and then this guy named Jesus shows up and says, Hey, like, you don't have to wander anymore. You can follow me. And essentially, you no longer have to worry about where you're going because all you have to do is be behind me and, and you're good to go. And so, uh, in simple terms, uh, the TLDR of this whole answer is Jesus. Like, and that sounds so cheesy and so cliche. But salvation is discovering Jesus, the one who's loved you all along and who longs to lead you uh, where you need to go. And so that's that's kind of how I approach salvation is it's uh, it's I, I, I was lost, but now I'm found. That's I mean, that's I guess it's a great way of looking at that desert analogy. I was lost in the desert, but now I'm found by the one who uh, who brought me into his house. And now I'm enjoying the spoils of the one who rescued me. So. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And you're painting a, a really specific picture for me anyway. And you had no idea that I was going to even bring this portion of scripture up, but I'd already planned to. And so you kind of just led me into that. So I think that's 
really interesting how God works on some things like that, not to over-spiritualize it. But <laughs> I think of the parable of the Good Samaritan. Yeah, and I know yeah. sometimes, you know, we might not look at the parable of the Good Samaritan and think about uh, salvation, but I, per- I personally believe that it's kind of... R- you can find it within the story of the Good Samaritan, how there's this man, he was going from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by robbers. He was on this this journey, uh, much like we are in life, and he he was beaten, and he was stripped of everything that he had, and a priest had like walked by, but a priest alone could not, you know, save him or help him, and then, um, you know, he had really esteemed individuals walk by, and, and, and they couldn't be bothered, and they couldn't help him, much like us in our lives, we find ourselves in very, you know, I want to say very difficult times we find ourselves in in very dark times we find ourselves in in times that are just confusing and we'll look around for answers in religion we'll look around for answers in you know people that we know or people that we trust or people that might have some sort of social stature they're very important people but just you know looking at people who are gurus or people who know the bible doesn't mean that they can save you from where you're at but then there's this man the good samaritan who comes along and he literally takes you he 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 takes care of you he he meets you where you're at and gives you exactly what you need that for me is what salvation looks like um, and, and I think that's a pretty universal idea that it, it, it all starts and ends with, with Jesus. And that's something that yeah. we totally agree on. Now, one thing that I do want to talk about, and we kind of mentioned, we talked about it before we hit the record button on this, is this idea of who we are in Christ. But, well, I shouldn't say in Christ, but who, who we are before we are saved. Mm-hmm. Now, Matt, one thing you mentioned, and I, I don't disagree with it, but I, I want I want you to kind of give your and and I want to preface this by saying like I get where you're coming from because I've grown up similar to you, and I know kind of what the narrative can be. Um, but this idea that we were these broken down, wretched sinners who were just awful people. Um, who, you know, obviously we all need Christ, but sometimes it's, it, it's kind of made out to be like we are these terrible, nasty, disgusting people, and we are just failing at every turn. Yeah, so I so I, I approach this with identity versus work. So I think that our identity, like, it is, God didn't change his mind about our identity. When he created humanity he created humanity as good humanity natural in their nature who they are the the truest thing about them and that this is why like in our in our second discussion we talked about the east versus west the whole idea of truth being dynamic as opposed to static like it is true that we are sinners we we do we do make mistakes it's a very important part of the story but the truest thing about who we are the the thing even if it's a small light within ourselves the thing that is most true about us in terms of identity is that we were made good now do we like like i mentioned just now do we do bad things that that cause us to walk totally opposite of what our identity is absolutely i think that we walk um we we walk one we we are one thing but we live a whole different way it's like saying 
um, I'm a professional football player and then I go play basketball. Like I, my identity in this analogy is a professional football player, but I'm playing basketball. It's like, wh- why are you doing that? That's not who you are. And so that's right. kind of how I approach this idea of, of depravity. I, I, I am, I, I'm going to say this for the record because I am just, I'm staunchly against it. I, I do not believe in total depravity. I do not believe we are born just wretched human beings. Like there's nothing good about us from the moment we leave the womb. We're just, we're destined to burn forever. I, I, I reject that idea because I, I don't think that I think it contradicts scripture. Why would God say that we were created good and then say, Oh yeah, because of someone eating fruit, everybody now inerrantly born are evil beings, which again, we do evil things. I'm not taking away from the works, but the truest thing about every human being, even if they don't live up to their identity, the truest thing about who you are as a human being is good. That's that's where I personally stand. Well, and just kind of ex- to extend on that, I think the narrative has been for quite some time that we need to repent and we need to seek salvation based off of how bad we are, how awful we are. Or I- I've noticed that over my life. Mm-hmm. N- I think what we're finding more and more that I've seen is we need salvation because Jesus is the better way to go. It, yes. You know, I, I, th- I think any conversation where it takes us out and, and how bad we are and who we are and just make Jesus the main thing, and I've mentioned that before, I, I think that's what true salvation looks like. I think that... As as uh, however you've grown up or whatever you think you know about Jesus and salvation and and how he views you, salvation is about getting on board with Jesus because his ways are are, are better than our ways and he can lead you, he can guide you, and he can take you further than you could ever imagine in, in life. I mean, yep. if you're listening to this and you, and you're feeling confused, you you feel scared, you don't know what's next. And you don't have Jesus in your life, I, I I can assure you that He is there, you know, waiting with open arms, waiting for you just to come home, so that He can just be there to do all those things for you. So, I, I mean, I love what you said, and I, I think it's important just to kind of make sure that we kind of drive that point home, because I know I know, grow up in my life, I've I've definitely seen that side of it. It's like, well, you need Jesus because. If you don't get Jesus, you're going to hell because you're just a terrible yep. person. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm i not saying that hell isn't a, isn't a real place because it is. And I'm not saying that we should never talk about it. But I, it just goes back to, to just that idea if we would just focus on the greater. If we would just focus on the, the greater that's in this world and not the lesser and make that, that, the, make that the big thing people will find themselves wanting to to run after Jesus because they know that he is the way and he is the truth and he is the life. So one thing I wanted to mention really quick um, before we, we go any further is, you know, obviously we're not anti-hell, but you made mention of something that really got me thinking, and to me it felt really, really profound. But give me instances in the Bible, Matt, where Jesus mentioned hell. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I'll kind of paint this with a broad stroke. I think that we we talk about hell 
A lot. A lot. Especially if you grew up like us and we're charismatic. So, like, all we talked about is uh, if you were to leave here today and get hit by a bus. Like, I don't know why people think we're going to get hit by a bus when we leave church, by the way. I love the accent. I love the accent you used. It's like... (laughs) If you if you're, do you think you're gonna get think you're gonna die when you leave? It's like thanks, man. That's really positive. But no, like we paint this picture of if if you die when you leave this building, are you gonna go to heaven? And that if that's the gospel, if that's how we talk about salvation, then Jesus was a failure. Like if we're gonna if if that's our standard, then Jesus did not teach the, teach what we think he should have taught. But right. when Jesus talked about things like hell, more often than not, I would argue. Every single time he mentioned it. Um, now, uh, we're going to have that one guy who goes and checks every single verse and, and tries to prove me on this. Yep, which um, is fine. <laughs> which is totally fine. Go for it. Um, but when Jesus talks about the idea of hell or weeping and gnashing of teeth or or call someone the devil or things like that, it's always at the ones who are quote-unquote insiders, the ones who are following God or who at least profess they're following God. He called Peter the devil. Get behind me, Satan," he said. And so, like it, we 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 like to throw the topic of hell or the topic of Satan or all these these uh, these afterlife ideas at those who are lost. And I'm not saying that that doesn't include that. But Jesus's approach to the lost was to have dinner with them, to to get in the dirt with them, to love them, to care for them. It was like. It blows my mind. We call the gospel the good news, and yet we always give people bad news. You're going right. to hell unless you do exactly what we tell you to do. Like that's not a gospel. That's 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 like um, holding someone hostage. Like this is our demands, and if you don't meet those demands, you're going to die. Like that's not how we approach. Like that that would make God really look bad. The gospel, the the Greek word that's used is euangelion. And it, it means that there is a pronouncement of a new king and a new kingdom. And Jesus showed up on the scene. Well, actually, technically, it was uh, John the Baptist before him. Preaching this gospel of the kingdom of God, there is a new king and a new kingdom. His name is Jesus, and this way is the better way. Follow him. And so I know I kind of went a little bit off on that uh, that a little bit, but as far as the idea of hell, I don't think... I think we kind of approach that the wrong way in terms of how we present the gospel. We think that the gospel must include a presentation of, hey, you're going to burn forever and ever and ever and ever and ever if you don't do what we tell you. I think that the most effective way to lead someone to Christ is just talk about how good Jesus is. I don't think, if you if you truly understand how good Jesus is and how much he loves you, I think that preaches a way louder gospel than giving someone a fear tactic. Fear tactics Absolutely. don't work. They don't work. I, if I were, and we mentioned this a few episodes ago, but like, if I were lost and all someone did was tell me I was going to hell and and how God's furious with me and just wants to strike me like Zeus, like I'd be like, okay, cool, but I'm not interested. I'd rather if that's how God is, then just send me to hell. I don't want to be a part. I don't want to join God that's that evil. Um, yeah, you know, without knowing all the nuances of that conversation. But I just I, I think that if we look at the life of Jesus, he's not giving people bad news. The only people that he yes. seems to give bad news to are those who are religious. And what he's essentially telling them is like, hey, if you keep neglecting all of these people who are quote unquote outsiders, the people who are on the fringes, the tax collectors, the sinners, the le- the people who have leprosy, the, the pop- impoverished, the widows, all the people who 
Back all the way in Torah, God said those people should be the ones who are brought in even closer because they don't have anything. And yet mm-hmm. the people of God have instead said, we're going to be obedient to Torah and completely neglect those who are around us. And Jesus shows up and says, if that's how you're going to live your life, then if we're going to have an idea of hell, that's hell. Is yeah. you're you're living a life completely opposite of what God intended for the earth. And so... Anyway, I know that was kind of a long, strung-out answer. You said quickly, and I didn't mention no. the quick answer. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Well, and I think what you said, it paints a picture of today as well. So, you know, I'm happy you, you went far into it because it definitely applies to today like I've, like I've never seen. It's, it's crazy how much of that that we're dealing with today, and people still feel justified to stand on those grounds of hell. Hell, yeah. hell, hell. So, you know, uh, but we just, I just wanted to make sure that people knew that we were on the same page and just what you said, like I said, just really got me thinking about it. Yeah, now, yeah. a couple of things that I did want to mention about salvation. Um, there's kind of a, a few, and I'm going to say this. So you guys know that, um, or most of you, you, you know that I am uh, in the church of God. I'm a licensed minister and I, we have some doctrinal commitments that we believe in, and you know, I'm not saying that you've got to believe in this for you know verbatim to be a Christian. It's just that these are things that obviously I subscribe to and I believe in, and I don't just believe in it and subscribe to it because I am in the Church of God. Like I, I've read this for myself, and I, I believe you know in my heart that this is what it is, and this this says what it says, you know, for us. Uh, but the first word I want to bring up is repentance. And when we're talking about repentance, there's a couple of scriptures that I kind of look to. Um, and, and the first one that I find is in Acts 3.19. It says, Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. That's one of the first ones. And that's kind of, that's that's what repentance is. You realize, hey, you know, what I'm doing now is not working. I need I need someone to help me, and his his name is Jesus. And then the next scripture that I I wanted to read uh, was found in um, I think it was Mark, yeah, Mark one fifteen. It says um, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Uh, and those are just kind of two scriptures that I, I wanted to kind of go over because before you can ever get to the place of salvation, you know, repentance is is crucial. And like I mentioned, you know, repentance can, we all can kind of throw in our own definition on it. But for me, repentance is just realizing that, hey, what I'm doing right now is not working. I, I, I need God and his name is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So like, the the word that's used in uh, in the Greek is metanoia is the like how you see it in the New Testament uh, and it means literally change your mind so yeah what you said is perfect it's just you believed one thing or you saw everything one way and now because of something because repent repenting isn't something that's just a Christian idea in in this context but uh, for let's just use our context repentance for us is we change our mind about what life should look like because we have found Jesus or we have heard the good news of the kingdom of God. And mm-hmm. as a res- like what we do with that repentance is, you know, up to us. Like, but I don't, it's really hard to change your mind about something and then not conform to the thing you changed your mind about. But yeah, so like we either repent and believe or we repent and, and don't believe, but I don't know of anybody who's ever repented and not believed. Um, but yeah, yeah so that no. that's, that's essentially what like, 
repentance is to me is it's just you you change your mind, and as a result, uh, you, you need to turn and follow Jesus. That's like uh, the analogy is the one eighty turn. Uh, you mm-hmm. were walking one way, now you're walking another way. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I personally see it. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, kind of the, the next belief when it comes to salvation um, that I, I look at is the word uh, justification. Now, if you look in Romans 5.1, um, you know, it, it's a pretty simple concept. It says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and, you know, we don't have to dwell too much on that. I, I think it's just it's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, and but the one that I do want to get to that might be able to lead us somewhere is this word regeneration. Um, and the scripture that I want to quote is actually from Titus 3 5. It says in Titus 3 5, he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving, a, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. And once again, that's in Titus 3.5. So for me, um, you know, we talked about this idea earlier about how we're not just, you know, overall humanity, humans. We are made in God's image. And that we are not just this awful, wretched person who is just failing at every turn, and you know we're we're just we're all uh, destined for hell. But this kind of I, to me, it kind of extends on that just a little bit, saying that He saved us not because of the righteous things that we had done, but because of His mercy. You know, at the end of the day, we have a very loving, gracious, merciful God who loves us so much. And to help us, to save us from what we think we might know, you know, because we live in a world that's confusing and there's a lot of voices saying a lot of different things. We have, you know, desires that can lead us astray, but our God's going to put on flesh, come down, live a perfect life, pay the price for sin, and then give us new life, essentially. And that's kind of what, you know, to me, that's what regeneration is yeah i love that um i even love like from that that verse you just read uh rebirth and renewal uh because Mm -hmm. that is that is a a beautiful beautiful picture it reminds me of uh in john 3 when jesus is talking to nicodemus he's like what must i do uh to be saved and jesus says you must be born again and Mm -hmm. uh the the beautiful thing that John does, uh, and you kind of see this throughout all the themes. I won't go too far down this rabbit, but John loves to play off of the Exodus story. Um, a lot of the, a lot of John is referencing Exodus and what happened whenever God brought them out of Egypt into the Promised Land. And yeah. um, the idea that I heard that was absolutely beautiful. I believe it was actually my brother that had presented this, and I, I loved it. Is that. Uh, the the Jewish people saw them being, you know, they were being birthed as God's people through the waters of the Red Sea. So you might think of it as a womb. They're walking through the womb and and coming out on the other side. And this idea of being born again is, um, which I know we, we could tackle being born again for probably a whole other discussion and what oh, that yeah. means. Um, but when I think about rebirth and renewal, I think of of us like we we found ourselves in Egypt 
thinking that we had everything we needed in Egypt, but then we found someone who was willing to bring us out of our Egypt into a land of freedom, a land flowing with milk and honey, and um, he rebirthed us by, you know, essentially doing something that we couldn't do ourselves. We couldn't cross the Red Sea ourselves. Like, there's no way. But he parted the Red. I'm, I'm playing off of this analogy. I, I love, I love the that's using the Exodus for this idea. Um, but he brought us through our Red Sea, and now we found find ourselves on the other side, completely free from our bondage, completely free from our slavery, and regenerated, like the word you just used. And so I, I, I love, I love the way that they talk about salvation in the New Testament, um, mm-hmm. and and that's why, like, if we kind of remove ourselves a little bit from, um, you know, all of these ideas in the Western thinking, like we like to put salvation and regeneration and repentance in this box of systematic theology, like. We believe this because this scripture says this. We believe this. Like we, we go down a list of like the creeds and stuff that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if we just pause for a moment and just simply read these scriptures like we've been doing tonight and just listen to what this means for us and, and without adding all of those extra words and extra doctrines to it, then it's, it's a beautiful picture. Like, I mean, the verse you just read, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Like that is a yeah. a beautiful, beautiful picture. And yeah, I just I, I I love the idea of of um of born again and even regenerated. Like we and, and what regeneration implies is that we're we are you know, like because regeneration means that we were once something, we became something else, and now we're being regenerated back to the original thing. That yeah. I I love that word. I'm kind of like you know I'm, I'm chasing a rabbit. I'm sorry, but like now that we've mentioned this, I, it's it, I can't help but mention it. But like if you look at the story of the Bible, it's it starts with creation, and then we have a garden, and it seems like things get worse and worse and worse and worse to the Old Testament. We get to Jesus, and then things get better and better and better and better. And at the end of the story, they find themselves essentially in a new Eden. Like when when. Yep. When he returns and, and heaven and earth are are brought together and everyone's resurrected, all that good stuff, um, we find ourselves essentially back where we started in the best of ways. And that's what we do whenever we're regenerated is we're finding ourselves being conformed, yes, to the likeness of Jesus, first and foremost, but also back to our original selves. The way that we were initially, we were good, we were spotless and we we did everything right. Like the place that we were before we actually did the bad things is what we're being conformed into. We're being regenerated. We're being re-brought back to our original design. We're not being made something that we weren't already, but we're being brought back to where we were originally, which I, I think that is 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 amazing because we've always been taught that like, hey, you're just a filth. Like you mentioned, we've mentioned this multiple times, like you're a filthy, wretched sinner. You, you, you have mm-hmm. no no ability, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, great, whatever. But the thing that he's trying to do in us is bring us back to who we were originally, and that was walking with God in the garden in the cool of the day. That's that is yeah. his heart. And so, anyways, that's yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and if we can just let let that sink in, you know, I think there's so much freedom in that. And I, I know growing up, we can kind of get this picture painted a certain way of who Jesus is and who God is, but he just, he loves us so, 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 so much. 
Yeah. And I just think there's, there's so much freedom packed into everything that we mentioned. Um, but yeah, that, and that's essentially, that is salvation in a nutshell. And we'll just kind of leave the discussion at that. So just so you guys know, this might seem like we're kind of cutting this short and it might be like a very sudden end to a podcast. But the reason that it is, is Matt and I, we've talked to, uh, you know, about this and several other topics like sanctification and, and things like that, baptism. And we're going to extend on what we've talked about today in future podcasts. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure that you were aware because you might be thinking like, okay, so what about this? And what about this? And it's like, oh yeah, we know. And as a matter of fact, I'm sitting <laughs> here and I'm thinking to myself where this is going to go because there's yeah. there's just so much to talk about and there's so much left to unpack. But just getting you know, what salvation is, is kind of the basis, kind of like the building blocks. And then we're going to just hit a home run and just go into everything else that kind of branches off of this in the next few episodes. So just want to let you guys know that if you're leaving this episode and you're like, uh, okay, what else? It's like, oh yeah, we've got the what else coming, but we just wanted to make sure that we were giving you a heads up of kind of why this is happening the way that it is. And really it's just for, just for time's sake, if I'm being honest. Yeah, well, let me let me say this too, just to kind of add to that. Like, there are a lot of questions that we have um, following a discussion like this in general, and I think that by the end of the of us discussing these various topics, or really every podcast we do, um, there's going to be questions left over at the end, and and that's a good thing. So, like, if yes. you have questions, feel free to reach out to us, and we're we're happy to help you navigate through those. Um, but ultimately, like we mentioned at the very beginning, is we're here to essentially start your journey. And so what we the reason another reason too why we would like end this pretty suddenly is we want you guys to to take this discussion to you know bring it into your prayer life, bring it into how you read the Bible and see and even go through the life of Jesus and see how he presented things like salvation and things like um, you know the gospel and how he talked about these ideas. And uh, and see what that could mean for you, maybe even on a deeper level than we mentioned today. Like, this yeah. isn't the end of the discussion by any means. So, like, I I love that we have uh, ending this kind of on a cliffhanger like this because it means that um that that we given people room to to wrestle, and even me. Like, there's some things that Daniel said tonight that I that that I I want to go head first into like this regeneration idea. Like, I, I kind of took a lot of that on the fly because um. I, you know, I heard that idea and I've, I definitely have, like, I love the idea of regeneration, but there's a lot that I definitely want to dive into when it comes to that kind of stuff. So like, that, there's a lot of stuff that he said that's going to have me going head first. Um, but yeah, so that's what, yeah. that's essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to give you guys the tools to, to wrestle with, uh, with everything yourself. And if there's anything that we can do to help, we have all the contact stuff below. Um, and we, we don't mention that a lot. But there's an email below that you can email us. Um, we make jokes about people that 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 do stuff, and we would we would roast them. But like, <laughs> if you really have questions, please reach out. We we want to help you in any way we can. Give you guys resources and and, and things like that. But uh, but yeah, man. Well, I I really love this conversation and this topic today. You know, and likewise, Matt. I mean, you you've given me some things to really think about, and not that. And for anyone listening, not that what what you 
what you believe or how you feel about things is just totally wrong. You know, just trying to get you to see things differently and to just really deepen that understanding and relationship with Jesus and who he is. Cause that, that's yeah. really what it's about. But listen, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, we are just so thankful for all of our listeners. I am actively looking at all of our analytics for uh, every show that we do. Uh, and I am consistently not to over spiritualize it, but I am praying for all of you guys. Um, if there's anything that we can do for you, if you have questions, if you want to contact us, or if you just want to get connected, uh, like we mentioned, just view the show notes. We have emails, social media handles. Uh, Matt has a great resource with his website, Matthew Brown Ministries. I'll plug it for him uh, because <laughs> he's not talked about it in a few episodes, but I've went and looked at it, and I would highly, highly, highly recommend to go check it out, especially if you're a new believer. I think it's perfect for uh, someone like that. Um, but that is all we have for you today. This is Alternation checking out. Cue the music.